When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wildcat, you're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We are partnered with BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX and you will get up to $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price, and you will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of the wager. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Please join us at the BetMGM uh, Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for all the Suns Away playoff games. Our PHNX watch parties presented by Neutral will feature food and drink specials, PHNX giveaways, and BetMGM mystery deposit bonuses. Join us and now listen to Shane with the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, I'm your host, Mike Luke. Just getting back here from the Arizona football spring game, and we have got a lot to break down. First and foremost, though, we got to talk about, first of all, the Blue wins 23-19. to We're not going to blow a ton of smoke here. Obviously, it is a spring game. you got to keep that in mind. But think about it from this perspective. Arizona football fan, and if you've been around Arizona football a long time, you're used to having your heart broken. You're used to having difficult uh, situations. Every time it seems that something gets good, you get let down. We've all been through this. I'm just going to say this. The Jed Fish era just seems a little bit different. It just seems that this coaching staff and Jed Fish gets it. Now, there's some people that'll say, oh, well, you know what? There's just a bunch of props out there. Part of Arizona football and part of what Jed Fish needed to do when he came in here was invigorate this community. Because again, this is a community that has uh, been through a lot with Arizona football. And that starts at ground zero with getting everybody on the same page here, knowing that they want you out there. They like the squirt guns and you know they like the, uh, the before game festivities. And I'll tell you what. And I'll tell you what, watching them, uh, watching this uh, up close, watching the fan support was incredibly impressive here. Because, again, you look at what ASU brought out and their 12 fans, and you look at Arizona, and, again, it wasn't 23,000 or anything like that, I don't believe. But it was definitely a very good showing right there, especially, too, when you can cut, uh, fill up the entire lower row. That's some good stuff right there. So, again, 
Uh, we're going to talk a lot about that and what uh, they're able to do. Got the comments coming in right now already. Dwayne uh, uh, Savage, Territorial Cup champions are back in action. How good does that feel to say? And my guy, P. Merlihan, tapping in the way home. Football is fun again in Tucson. And let's talk again about why it's fun. Because you could just go position by position on this roster and you can see improvement year in and year out. I mean, you look at the quarterback spot. We already know what Jaden Delora can do. He's obviously a very good QB. But every time the lights are on Noah Fafita, every time people start really watching him, the 5'8 signal caller out there, he lets it loose and he lets uh, and he plays well. You can tell that there is a real future with him there and that he has a connection with these players. And as we've talked about before, this wide receiving core is absolutely loaded. We know about Jacob Cowing. We know about T-Mac. But, man, let's talk about Kevin Green Jr. here for a second. And, again, this kind of goes to show you the kind of talent that Arizona does have now at this level because Kevin Green Jr. is a USCD commit. Five, six years ago, you get a USCD commit – that guy is expected to come in and start, and people are basically looking at him as the de- next Dennis Northcutt. Kevin Green Jr. had to kind of wait his time last year. He really stuck out in spring, and he looked good in fall camp as well. But right now, this is the dude that I think it's going to be very, very difficult to keep off the field. And what you saw today in the spring game is what he's been doing all throughout camp. He just gets open. There are certain guys that just have the ability to get open. He's one of those dudes, and he showed that one in spades right there. It was just incredibly impressive. And like, uh, P, uh, let's see, David Temple, I think we kind of knew uh, where the O was coming in. Correct. Yes. Agreed. And like P. Merlihan said, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. Yes, it is the uh, spring game. But – Arizona football fans also know, and this is where our, you know, we're all the same here. We all have eyes right now. I've got four eyes right there. So take it for what it's worth. But you watch this and you know for a fact that this, it just looks a little bit different out there. And again, AJ Jones, too, like P. Merlihan said, that's a dude right there. You look at him and you look at some of those pictures. He's about 6'5, 215, 220. And they look, and, just looks the part um, again. I can't again, I'm not going to sit here and I, again say this team is Alabama, but I just can't tell you just how many good vibes have come away from this. Like Jose Roman says, it's awesome. I remember fans were panicking during the max exit, or mass exodus of transfers. Don't know how many of them are being missed, save one or two. And again, if you don't want to be here, and it's like Brendan or uh, you know, Chad Fish said, we've got to keep building this thing, we've got to keep going position by position, game by game, and we're they're going to get to where they want to be able to get to. Um, now, look at then look at the running back core. Uh, we've talked all spring about the wide receivers, the quarterbacks, but just look at the running backs there for a second and just talk about guys that look the part. And we got to start with Fam. Speedy Luke, my guy, your guy, everybody's guy out there. Speedy Luke is maybe not technically a running back, Maybe not technically a wide receiver, maybe not technically a kick returner, but I'll tell you one thing, like Brad Alice said, he's got to touch the ball 10 times a game. And you saw that again here in the spring. He's got a next level get to that just other guys on this team. And again, that's a compliment to Speedy Luke because you got some guys with wheels on this team, but you look at Speedy Luke right now, 
and he's able to he's able to get to the edge. He's able to make people miss. And as we've talked about time and time and time again, this is a he is football fast. He's not just sprinters uh, fast. We've seen a lot of guys that have come in here and you're like, all right, well, yeah, you can really, really run, but you can't make anybody miss. This dude gets into the open field, and not only does he get into the open field, he makes people miss. And that's, I think, an incredibly important part of when you're looking at it from a football player's perspective. Now, you might say to yourself, you know, what can I do? Where would I be able to watch some of these games coming up here this coming year? And let's talk about it. You've got Fubo TV right here. All right, you can sign up through the link in the description for people still looking uh, for uh, to ca- uh, cable cut and be able to watch their favorite Arizona sports shows, 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. And again, you can watch the Wildcats on Valley Sports with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. And as you know, Tap and Bottle, great place to go watch the games. Uh, good friend Scott and Rebecca. You can get four peaks there. You can go to the north side. You can go to the downtown location. Either way, it's a fun environment with a lot of friendly people, a lot of people to be able to, a lot of people to hang out with right there. Check it out again. Uh, tap and bottle, both pe- uh, both spots, awesome. Okay, now Speedy is a playmaker for sure. And as Rich Carrillo, the great Rich Carrillo, just hopped in saying, Speedy Luke is money. St. John's, uh, uh, Bosco Braves, Bellflower, California. When you watched him last year at the uh, um, Army All-American Bowl, that's against the best players in the country, and he was the MVP. He's not the MVP by accident right there, and you saw a reason why. Again, got to touch the ball 10 times. I'm going to keep saying it time and time again. He needs to be used, in my opinion, the way that Oregon used DeAnthony Thomas back in the day. They're similar dimensions. I think they have similar skill sets. They both got to be used in that way. Okay, now um, uh, let's see here. The flip. Yes, David Temple loved the flip by Jonah. That's just fun stuff right there. Again, when you get to the thing that Jed Fish wants to do, and we're going to talk about this more as the show goes on, Jed Fish wants to get people in here. Appreciate you, my man. Uh, Jed Fish wants to get in here an environment where players want to come in and uh, be here and kids eat this stuff up. And let's just start with, and we're going to get back to on the field, but let's just start up talk about Rob Gronkowski and Chris Gronkowski for a second. Kids, Rob Gronkowski is an icon, unlike anyone that's ever really been at the at Arizona from the revenue sports perspective, even more so than anybody on basketball. These kids, and you could see it on TV as I ran home, Jacob Manu going over to Gronk to get a signed autograph football right there. Jacob Manu's a bad boy right there. I mean, we've seen it. Jacob Manu was the dude who, during the uh, um, his freshman year, he was a uh, freshman All-American, and he's still looking starry-eyed up right there at Rob Gronkowski. Then you got Bill Belichick coming in throughout the week. You got Brian Billick. You got Pete Carroll. These are guys that these players have grown up watching, have grown up in their just legendary status type players. And when that happens, you know their goal is the NFL. And again, these kids play to get into the NFL. I mean, that's just what they do. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Any kid on this roster that said their goal isn't to play in the NFL at some point is probably lying to you. So you've got that kind of camaraderie right there. And I think maybe the most impressive testament to what Jed Fish was able to do is this. In my lifetime, well, I'll go the last 25 years. The best player that I've ever seen in Arizona is Chris McAllister. Um, Chris McAllister was the epitome of that shutdown cornerback. He was the guy that you, you locked up one side of the field and you didn't worry about that. Started in the NFL, top 10 pick, pro, all pro. I haven't seen Chris McAllister back here in 20 years. And not only have I not seen Chris McAllister back here in 20 years, I don't need, I didn't even know. And generally you can find people that know how to get a hold of someone. I didn't even know how to get a hold of the man. Jed Fish comes in. And guess, lo and behold, he has a connection right there because he coached Chris McAllister for four years in Baltimore. That is the kind of stuff that this coaching staff utilizes right here. They utilize it in a big way. It was great seeing Chris Mack back here. Obviously, you got Antoine Quezon in there as well. They know how to utilize. They know how to pull from the right sources right there. And that's exactly what this uh, coaching staff did. So that's just another avenue of where this staff totally gets it right here. Now, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up the uh, skill position, uh, guys, the pass catchers, I wanted to talk about this a little bit more right here. So these are the guys, Tanner McLaughlin, as some people are calling him, Tanner McGronklin at about, um, you watch him, and I think that this guy is going to be an all-conference player this year. He has a synergy with Jade and Delora that is unique. Not only does he have a synergy with Jade and Delora that's unique, he's massive and he gets open. And when he gets open, he goes places with the football. So you got him. We've talked about Cowing. We'll talk about McMillan, obviously. But then the other guys, too. You've got Kean Burnett. You've got A.J. Jones. You've got Kevin Green. And then the big man, Malachi Riley, freshman. And if you've been out to practice, Malachi Riley sticks out immediately. He's about six foot four, kind of a long drink of water, but he just gets open and he makes people or and he makes plays. I, again, I'm going Kevin Green is my third uh, wide receiver right there. But if I've got to go with uh, an AJ Jones or a Malachi Riley, somebody like that, I'm I feel more than okay with those possibilities. So those skill positions from what Jed Fish inherited to where you are now are absolutely loaded. Now, let's talk about the O-line because, again, questions on the O-line for sure. And uh, like you said, uh, uh, P. Merlihan and Temple, that those were great. That 75-yard TD by Malachi, we've seen that in spring. So, again, it's not, you know, it's it's always a little – it's nice when you see it under the lights – but this young man has been making plays all all uh, all camp, and it was great to see that punctuated right there. Now, at the offensive line, everything, all eyes are going to be on Big Jonah Sabanea. As we talked about, I believe Big Jonah is the best NFL prospect on this team, and that's saying something because there's other guys that could go in the first round right here. But Jonah Sabanea is playing a right tackle right now, and when they're interviewing Brennan Carroll, his offensive line coach, he said, you know, uh, we want to be able to get him in the spot to where he can play pretty much anywhere. This is a guy that already projects as a first-round pick at guard. The fact that you're putting him in at tackle right there really shows you the kind of uh, the kind of talent that this team is able to put on the field right there. You can slide him back in, or you can put him on the outside. Now, 
uh, then you got some other options as well. We already know about Jordan Morgan, Wendell Moe, also in the interior, Josh Baker. But who are that other? Who are some of those other players? That's what I was kind of looking at right there. You got Sam Lange, who is a massive, massive individual right there. You got Borjan. You've got some other players right there. But the fact that they're they're playing and playing with a reason, Jonas Savinea at that right tackle spot leads me to believe that this could be, if not a permanent move, a move that's going to happen and could happen for the entire 2023 season. And if it's okay with the coaching staff, if it's okay with Brennan Carroll, then you know what? It's going to be okay with me. Now, let's talk a little bit about the defense, though, because, again, that's let's be honest here. That's the uh, that's the side of the football that I think a lot of people have uh, questions about. But first, Circle K. All right. Now, as we've talked about before, Circle K. The best thing I can say about Circle K amongst the many great things is that it serves the people. You can go to Oracle and uh, you can go to Oracle and Grant, one of the tougher intersections. Guess what? Circle K. You can go up into the Law and Cantata area. Guess what? Circle K. They serve everybody because that's what Circle K is about. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. Head to CircleK.com backslash store locator to find Circle K's near you. Get your Red Bull energy drinks. Get your Polar Pops for the kids. You name it, they got it, Circle K. The great Jacob Franklin right there has been to Circle K before. I guarantee you he has. All right, now let's talk. By the way, Grayson Stovall, P. Merlihan, great point right there. He is a sleeper name. I'm a big fan of Grayson. Uh, comes from a great family as well, and he's doing things the right way. I could totally see him being a multi-year starter. How about that? I raise you that. All right, now let's talk about the defensive line here because that's that's where all the questions are. Because I think the linebacker position is pretty good. Um, we'll get to. We'll obviously get to the linebackers, but Tyler Manoa. I mean, at, at this stage in the game. The big man, the four-star transfer, at the, he's starting. He's going to start at some place on that defensive line. And not only is he going to start, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he turns out to maybe be that Hunter Eccles. The, you know, the player that comes in wasn't used a ton at his previous stop, but he's a highly rated kid. You can tell immediately that he's got something there. He's a big dude. And he made plays again in the scrimmage today. And he's made plays all throughout camp. I don't know exactly where he's going to line up, but I feel pretty comfortable in saying that he's going to start somewhere along that defensive line. Then you've obviously got the other guys as well. Your Uyagulele's, Jacob Kangaika, um, Deuce Davis. But Tyler Manoa right now is a guy who has stuck out. Look, I almost said like a sore thumb. Well, I guess I will say like a sore thumb. He's stuck out in a very, very impressive way. And I think this is going to be a team that is going to be able to utilize him in a variety of functions. Again, as we talked about, this coaching staff has an ability to be able to evaluate players. Now, again, there's still a lot of questions on the D-line. Not going to sit here and, you know, make it out like this is the uh, the best defensive line that uh, <laughs> this uh, the uh, city's ever seen. But there's at, at least doesn't look small now. And you're not going to go out there and say, man, we look smaller than everybody else. That's not going to be the case anymore. And I think that's a great part. Um, I think that's a great part about what they've been able to do. So, again, there's some uh, there's definitely some intrigue on the D line. Still a lot of question marks, still a lot of guys that need to prove themselves. But the capability is there. Then at that linebacker spot. 
you know, this didn't really, uh, I didn't learn anything new. I don't have a ton of concerns about the linebackers. Honestly, that should be the strength of this defense. Anybody that gets to see Justin flow up front, he just feels like, you know what? Sometimes guys just need a little bit of a different, um, just a little bit of a different environment. They need to be able to be out there and, you know, Oregon just, it just didn't fit. But you watch flow, you watch him in workouts, you watch him in practice, and just how much different he looks. And we had Greg Biggins on before, and when Greg Biggins said he's the best linebacker prospect that I've ever scouted out of California, that says something right there. And he's taken on a leadership role. I think with uh, with him, Jacob Manu, uh, Dalton Johnson, I'm not exactly sure what position uh, Dalton Johnson is going to be at, but he's going to be a hard guy to keep off the field because he's made a lot of plays. Now, uh, P. Merlihan says uh, Manoa, Flo, and your guy Genesis were all uh, all as advertised, and G5 Celestine made some plays. Oh, trust me, we're going to get to all of those guys right there. But let's be honest here, though. Jacob Manu, uh, Justin Flo, depending on how you want to use some of the other players, Leviticus Sua coming in, this should be – this that defense that linebacking unit should be one of the strengths of the team right there, and I would be surprised if it wasn't. Now, on the defensive back, the defensive backfield right here, that's where it gets fascinating for me because you lose some guys that um, you lose some guys who are, um, you know, who are long term starters, and we're not going to diminish them at all. Uh, Jackson Turner, good player. Christian Roland Wallace, good player. But you almost kind of feel like this coaching staff is going big picture now and saying, you know what? All right, we're going to go with the youth movement and we're going to go with big players. And that's exactly what I think they're going to be doing right here. Um, Genesis Smith, we got to talk about him. I can't tell you all enough how impressive this young man is. Um, I thought when Arizona, uh, when he committed to Arizona, I thought he was uh, dramatically underrated at the time. I told uh, Jason Shear that, that I was like, eh, um, he, this kid should be a four-star. Now, 24-7 got it better. They got to the point where he was a high three-star, but I still think that he's woefully underrated. He is a hitter. And when you watch Akina coach, when you watch the DBs, uh, when he, he's out there, he just moves, he hits. His impact up front is just a little bit different than the average player. Sure, he's going to get beat sometimes because, again, he's not a sprinter and he's not, you know, and he's a freshman. So we will get beat. But, man, this kid has all conference potential to him. And I would imagine that he is going to be a uh, – he's going to be a starter at some point this season. It might not be the first game of the season, um, but by sometime this year, he is going to be a starter. And then, but again, so you got a guy right there, about six foot one, Isaiah Taylor, uh, Jason Taylor's kid, another guy that's got a lot of talent. I'll let you in on something. Um, They couldn't promise a starting spot to Jackson Turner because of Isaiah Taylor. And that's a big reason why both guys, I think, are probably in the spots that they are right there. Now we're talking about taller cornerbacks, taller guys. Let's talk about the four peaks for a second. The official brew of PHNX sports. Four Peaks, the best place to take on the NFL or take in the NFL draft on April 27th is at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Register for free in the uh, link in our show notes to take advantage of all the beer specials. Again, must be 21 years or up to en- uh, enjoy responsibly. $3 Redbird Loggers, uh, $5 uh, Redbird Logger Pitchers, $3 Pints. You can't get anything better than that. So, again, check it out. 
Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. All right. Now, speaking of Four Peaks, Ephesians, Bryce Sock, and then you've got uh, Ephesians, Bryce Sock right there. you got Charles Yates Jr., a lot of players here that are going to be new to this entire uh, um, and new to this or who are new to the program or who are going to be getting on the field in extensive use for the first time. I believe that the coaching staff and I believe that the best corner on this team is going to be Ephesians Prysock. Now, you saw a little bit more of it, about six foot two. Uh, he's built a lot like Takario Davis. And while I like Takario Davis in one of the DB spots, Prysock just moves a little bit differently. You can just kind of tell he, the way he gets in and out. He feels like an NFL. He feels like an NFL player right there. And I think there's a lot to like about him. Then you got Yates. They got like trading Stooks. And I'm, I'll be honest with you. We probably haven't given Dalton Johnson enough uh, uh, credit this offseason because he's been a playmaker in camp, been here quite a while, can kind of play the DB. Can You can line him up in the box as well. He's probably going to be a player that's going to be a little hard to keep off the field. And then the other guy, too, as well, is um, Gunnar Maldonado. As uh, anybody knows, I was not a big fan of Gunnar's play last year until about the last three or four games, and then he just showed an impact to him. So, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that this defense is going to be great. I expect the offense to be great. I expect this offense to put up a lot of points. Defensively, though, I don't see any reason why this team can't have the talent level where you're at, what, eighth eighth defense in the conference? If you're somewhere in eighth defense in the conference, you're going to have something. And, yes, Martel Irby, another guy that's kind of been lost in the shuffle right here, UCLA transfer, not exactly sure where he's going to line up, but he's going he's gonna to be on the field as well. He was kind of a, he's kind of been buried in the yeah, shuffle a little bit, but been pretty impressive as well. So that's another good spot right there. And we've got to talk about the special teams. All right. Growing up in the 90s here in Arizona, I always expected Arizona to have good defenses, bad offenses, and good special teams. Well, you know what? That uh, Arizona special teams the last 15 years have not been great. Tyler Loop, though, is here to change all of that. He booted a 40-plus yarder again that went all the way into the stands. It looked like it would have been good from 80 yards. Um, again, all I need from Tyler Loop, though, is to be able to make kicks from 40 yards in, and we're good, and I feel very comfortable about that because, again, Arizona is going to play some close games this year. Um, they're going to probably play a lot of close games this year. And so you're going to need a guy like him to be able to make those kicks when they count. And I feel very comfortable that he's going to be able to do this. Now, overall, I look at this team and I think when the bet MGM line comes out, I am going to pick the over on Arizona wins because I think this is a team that, I think this team can win seven games. I really do. I thought last year that Vegas was behind the curve a little bit on Arizona. Thought that maybe there weren't, um, maybe they weren't uh, quite understanding what Jed Fish is doing because the over/under was two and a half wins. Arizona got five. I picked five again. I'm wrong on most stuff, so you know it's not like I'm. So I came here patting myself on the back, but that was something that stuck out. And I still think that Vegas is a little bit behind on Arizona. Again, I look for this team to go bowling right here. I think, I don't know what bowl, but this team does feel like a bowl team. All right, David Temple. All our D has to do is bring the points down eight per game, and we win a lot more games, but the O will likely score more as well. Exactly. 
I don't even need eight points. If it can be somewhere in that six range, a couple field goals, because like you uh, so astutely put, I expect the offense to be better as well. Um, but the makings, the pieces are there for this to be a bold team right there. And again, I would take the over. Frank Lottie, yep, I'm uh, at seven and five in 2023. Great, uh, great thoughts right there. Also, let's look around the conference here a little bit. Um, you look at ASU and they had nobody at their spring game. I don't expect them to be very good. Um, sorry, Jacob Franklin. But um, then you look at Colorado. Dion's got all the hype. Totally get it. But we also remember what Colorado was last year. Utah, USC always going to be are going to be solid for sure. UCLA is a very beatable team. And then some of the games up north are winnable as well. So, again, the wins are there to be had. Um, but, again, really, really got to tip myself uh, – tip myself. Tip my cap to Jed Fish as well. There we go, Jed. Because everything – well, a lot of guys come in and they say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they don't really do it. Like Kevin Sumlin met with reporters at the uh, restaurant on the South side. And then I never saw him again after that. Um, Jed Fish has continuously done this game in, game out, year in and year out. And whenever you even talk to the uh, recruits, the players, the parents, they always say, man, this guy recruited me harder than uh, when, um, than uh, before we even committed. So, again, this dude's in it, he's doing it, and he deserves all of our support out there. Again, I don't expect this team to go 11-1 and or 10-2, and but this is a team, a program that is definitely trending in the upward tra- uh, trajectory because of a coach that definitely gets it. And another place that gets it, Illegal Pete's. All right. Join the PHNX uh, Sun Devils podcast at Illegal P. Well, that's not updated. But again, you can join the crew as they'll do a live show. Plus, enjoy $3 margaritas. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, uh, buddies, and beer. Uh, I do apologize on that because I was supposed to read this yesterday. But I uh, my we had I had a couple technical issues here on my end. But again, check it out. Illegal Pete's. Good food. Good fun. Um P. Merlihan says uh, Mississippi State is going to be a very good test and prove it game early in the year. Man, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. You're going to really find out pretty quickly, I think, where Arizona is in the grand scheme of things. Granted, uh, Mississippi State's going over through a, a lot of turnover, but that's still going to be a talented team, and that's a good test right there. But overall, like I said, 7-5, that's what I'm going with right here. All right. As always, I was doing this one by myself. So again, I needed all of your guys' help right here and you were all absolutely fantastic. I appreciate all of it. Again, anybody that was out there, hope you had a blast. Again, Jed Fish is doing things the right way and this is night and day compared to some of the other coaches we've had here. So again, very good, very productive Saturday right here from everybody. I'll be back with you Monday talking about uh, Arizona football. What's the latest on uh, Ryan Nemhard? Nemhard is on campus right now. Hint, hint, wink, wink. So we will talk about that all as well. But again, appreciate all of you. The great Jacob Franklin behind the scenes. Appreciate you as well, big dog. I'll be back with you tomorrow. As always, back the A. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.